Welcome to the Brilliant Beauties Podcast, a fresh new show spotlighting business women who have both beauty and brains while making a difference in the world. This is an interview style show featuring powerhouse women from around the world who are living in their genius zone and inspiring other women like you to do the same. Here's your host, Samantha Gregory. Well, hello and welcome to the Brilliant Beauties podcast show. My name is Samantha Gregory and I am your host here interviewing brilliant, beautiful businesswomen who are making an inspirational difference in the world. I'm so glad you're here on the podcast. And today I'm speaking with Ebony Truss. She is a purpose maximization strategist and she is on this planet to help you maximize your purpose and get the most out of your life and help you launch your vision. Welcome, Ebony. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Samantha. You are beautiful and you are brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. So we're going to have fun today on the show. I love meeting new people and you are a new friend of mine. And so I would love to hear about your story. Who are you? What have you done in your life? What brought you to this point? Your your struggles and your triumphs, your challenges, and all the things that makes you you. Oh, awesome. I would love to share. Okay, so um, I, I got to this point. Um, my, my journey kind of started back in 2008. And up until that point, I um, had lived my life um, in a very kind of, you know, laid back, Safe, very safe, I'll say, way. Um, And in 2008, August of that year, my oldest son, he was four at the time, he and I were in a terrible car accident. We were headed to a neighboring city, um, and I was driving my SUV, and a a lady pulled out. She was trying to go across the two-lane highway. She didn't see us, uh, she said, and so my first instinct, of course, was to swerve to try to miss her, and mm-hmm. we wound up uh, swerving back and forth across the highway twice. We went into the median, and we flipped three times and landed upside down. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, I mean, it was rough. The the um, engine was leaking. Uh, the fuel line had gotten ripped, and so we uh, ran the risk of, you know, exploding in the car. All, I mean, all these things. And I remember, like, people um, running over. And my, my whole thought was, like, as I was trying to make it work, I'm saying, I got to keep this car in the road. My baby's mm-hmm. in the back. You know, I, I got to make sure that we're okay. And so when we actually landed, I mean, people thought that we were already gone. I mean, it was such a terrible accident. But, I mean, God is so awesome and so merciful. Um, and we, you know, walked away just, you know, without a scratch. Um, mm. Yeah. Wow. And so, but, you know, once I got home, you know, and made sure that my son wasn't traumatized, you know, we talked about it. And for a long time, like, he would play with his cars and he would, like, turn them off and you know, hey, mama, this is how we were. We were turned over like this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just those kinds of things. And I was sitting one day, not long after, just kind of thinking about everything. And, and it didn't hit me until then. You know what, Ebony? You probably are supposed to be dead. Like, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't be sitting right here. Um, and, and as I kept thinking about it, the question that just kept hitting me and, and, and just going over and over in my mind was, if I would have died that day, would there have been anybody who was, you know, well, outside of my husband and my mom, 
would anybody else have been affected by my death? Mm-hmm. And the reality was no. Wow. And okay. I didn't like the answer to that question. Like I was, I led an incredibly insignificant life. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe you all can relate. You know, I, I was, you know, a great person, you know, didn't uh, do bad things. I was nice to everybody. I was a classroom teacher, you know, went to work, did what I had to do, come back home, take care of my family. But I lived very insignificantly. Um, and what I've come to realize is that when we live an insignificant life, even if it is a, you know, morally good life, being insignificant equates to being selfish Mm, because nothing, my voice was not being heard. Nobody had I died that day. Nobody would have been able to say my life is better because Mm -hmm. Ebony lived. And so I determined that day that I would find out my God given purpose and I would live it so that not only would my life matter, that my death would matter as well. And then when mm. I left this earth, people would be able to say, not just a few, thousands. You know, I want to leave a generational legacy. And people will talk to my great-grandchildren and say, your great-grandmother, I read her book. I saw her speech. You know, my, my mom told me about, you know, this program that she started, a nonprofit, and it changed our family. Mm-hmm. that's the kind of legacy that I chose that day to leave. And so I went on this journey of discovering purpose. And um, the neat thing about purpose is that, you know, we expect for, you know, uh, Gabriel's trumpet to blow and for God <laughs> to part the sky, you know, and say, right. Charlton Heston's voice, this is what you're here for. You know, it, it doesn't happen <laughs> like that. You know, the thing is, is that our purpose is so normal that we most often miss it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's so regular, you know, and I realized that I had for years I had been coaching women. I didn't know that it was, quote, coaching. I I didn't even realize, you know, Samantha, that coaching was even a something outside of sports. You know, know, coaches are are only, you know, football, basketball, sports. Um, And so um, once God kind of showed that to me, speaker, coach, I said, okay, I'm with it. I'm with it all the way. And that's how the Purpose, Passion, and Profit group was born. Um, one thing that I am convinced of is that uh, the way to true life fulfillment is to identify your purpose and then create revenue streams from it so that you can do your purpose full time. So mm-hmm. what I do as um, the purpose maximization strategy is that I work with women who I say are sad, mad, busted, and disgusted with mm-hmm. current life and career um, by helping them to uh, discover their purpose, create revenue streams from that purpose, and then put an action plan together to make it all happen. Um, and as a transformational coach and, and speaker, um, anytime I'm before an audience, one of the things that I share is about failure and how that needs to be redefined. And so, oh, yeah. so that's how I got to this place. It is a great place. I love it, Samantha. Oh, my gosh. I love it what I do. I love how I help women. Um, and I love being able to honestly say that I now live a life that is significant. 
That is beautiful. Oh my goodness. I I've I've been in accidents before, but you know, rear ended or whatever, but I've never been in a major accident where well, almost I did we did a spin around and I've hydroplaned a couple of times but never flipped, never been in the hospital because of any injuries. Mm-hmm. Um and fortunately you weren't either your son, so mm-hmm. but that is amazing. And and I love how that incident was the catalyst for you to change and to walk in your own purpose, you yeah. know, to and encourage other people to seek their purpose and 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 make it a life work mm-hmm. so that it not only helps other people but it helps you too yeah. by you know being able to make a living from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that's the way that's fulfillment, you know, because mm-hmm. uh I work with a lot of women who, you know, they have this battle between I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but the mm-hmm. nine to five pays the bills. Right. You know, so I have to go to work. I, I have to have my vehicle. I have to have, you know, a roof over my head. And that's that is absolutely true. But I am convinced, Samantha, the way that God has intended is for us to be able to get paid for what he has designed us to do. You know, otherwise... We're not operating in our genius. We're doing what somebody else told us to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, and so we'll never be happy. Never. Yes. And I, I, oh, I, I've had that journey back and forth for a couple of few years now. And uh, finally, yes. I'm <laughs> to the place where I'm definitely enjoying what I'm doing. And I'm finding that even though I, I tend to be an introvert, I enjoy talking to people one-on-one like this and, and, encouraging and inspiring and empowering women to be their best selves and to hear this same purpose being, you know, through all the women that I'm speaking to, that's, it just blesses me. Yeah. And I'm sure it's blessing everyone who's listening as well. So uh, before we even go any, even deeper into, you know, what you do and what you bring to the world, I want, I want to know who, you, who inspires you. Um, who or what inspires you uh, on a daily basis? Who is that? Um, honestly, and and it's probably gonna, you know, be so sweet that it gives you guys cavities. Um, <laughs> but I I really, honestly, and well, two two kind of I guess areas. Um, first of all, m- my children. My children mm-hmm. definitely inspired me. I have two sons, Gabriel and Michael. Gabriel was the one who was in the accident um, in 2008, okay. you know, with me. Um, uh-huh. And they both, of course, Michael is only five, so him a little bit less, but both mm-hmm. of them have a very entrepreneurial spirit. Um, oh, nice. Um, at seven, Gabriel had his own business. Like he sold stuff on the front lawn. You know, I mean, we set him up and everything. And so mm-hmm. I want them to know that working for somebody else is just an option. Right. It's not a requirement. You can uh, create like something. Yeah, you can create something awesome all on your own based on whatever it is God told you to do. So the same thing that I guide women in doing. I'm putting that in front of my children as well, you know, mm-hmm. and so they inspire me. I know that they're watching me, that, you know, they hear what I'm doing, you know, they're with me when I go places to speak and things like that. So I want them to be a part of, you know, what I'm doing. I don't want 
um, my brand to be separate from them. I want them to be all up in it. And anytime right. I can, you know, put them to work, you know, putting together media kits or something, they're right there. They're doing mm-hmm. it, you know. So when they're ready to launch whatever it is they want to launch, they already know, okay, I need this, I need that, I, I got to call this person, yada, yada, yada. So that's one. Um, but here's the sugar. So I'll get your toothbrush out. Um, <laughs> um, knowing that there are women who were like me and in two ways, who have led lives that have been largely insignificant and they know that if they left the planet right now, they would just wind up being an obituary in somebody's photo album. Mm -hmm. That would be the extent of their story. Mm-hmm. that they're out there and then knowing that there are women out there who have failed in business before and I failed before fell flat on my face and, and I live in small town Alabama Samantha so mm-hmm. I didn't just fall by myself everybody saw it you know um, <laughs> yeah. you know it wasn't pretty <laughs> you know um but having that bounce back spirit you know mm-hmm. that do over but there are so many women who who they fall and they stay there and yeah. they inspire like i want to run to them and pick them up i mean just really just and let them know listen baby listen uh-uh this is not it mm-hmm. there is no fat lady she she ain't singing <laughs> you know, every time you wake up, that's an, another opportunity. You got brand new mercy that morning. Do mm-hmm. something with it, you know. And I want to get in their face and say, listen, I want to help you. I want to show you. I want to guide you. I want to hold your hand. I want to wipe your tears. I want to be soccer mom for you. I want you to know that, that this thing is doable. They inspire wow. me. I know they're out there, and I'm looking for them. I want to chase them down. I'm looking for them because I know that I'm in this earth. I know now that I'm in this earth for them, to serve them. And so mm-hmm. they inspire me. Oh, awesome. Yes. awesome. I love it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too. Amazing. So you talked a little bit earlier about genius and, you know, that's my next question, mm-hmm. really. Um, how did you find your genius and how do you walk in it every day? Great question. Um, so I am a woman of faith. Um, and so I believe that God gives spiritual gifts. And um, fortunately, I uh, do have a gift of discernment. And so, again, I didn't know that I was coaching. I just mm-hmm. thought I was just, you know, just, you know, talking people through stuff. And I have this, this wonderful ability to hear what's not being said. Okay. And yeah. And, and so, and, 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 and then too, um, even though I know that in the world there has to be employees, you know, my conversation, it, is all about, you know, what can you start and be your own boss, you know? Right. And so it's amazing. Like people will tell me what they love, what they enjoy doing, um, who they are, what their purpose is. And, and, and uh, Samantha, I kid you not, I can hear a business model mm-hmm. when they're talking to me. Like, I, and, and in my brain, I've already like set up 
at least two or three revenue streams. I, I mean, that I just my brain works like that. Um, right. Yeah. And so there again, I know that being significant means that you can't be selfish. Mm-hmm. So whatever your your or or that thing that I hear from you, I want you to build it and to, to take it to the world. You know, um, and so that's primarily my genius. And then, like I've told my husband before, um, and, and and then two people, I guess people, I started saying it after people started telling me that there's something about my voice. I say it's the anointing of God, but there's mm-hmm. something about my voice that just kind of shakes people and says to them, you know, I can be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be saying those words. I could be singing uh, the ABC song, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, singing the alphabet. Um, but there's something about the way that, that I come across with it, my delivery, um, mm-hmm. that lets people know that I love them and that I want the best for them. And so I think um, my heart and the way that I deliver in terms of speaking is also my genius. Um you know, so it it goes both ways. I love the coaching. I absolutely adore speaking. Um, and so I show up in both of those ways because of the gifts that I believe that God has given me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So you have an authority, you have a, a voice of authority, but compassion too. So I think maybe that's what people are attracted to, which is beautiful because oh. we all need you know, someone in our life to speak into our life and speak life into us. So that is, is that's amazing. It's beautiful. So I I appreciate you and thank you for owning your genius. That thank is so you. important to show up in the world fully and completely. Yes. Thank that's you. Yes. So what difference do you make in the world or want to make in the world? Um, I give women hope. Okay. Um, yeah, I give, I give, and, and, and again, that probably sounds very cliche, you know, very, always are the flies and kittens. Um, but I really do believe that I give women hope. And, you know, what we know about women is that we are incubators, you know, mm-hmm. so we tend to internalize things and, kind of wrap them up, mull them over, you know, and create uh, this great big old bad thing or this great big old good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, if we get a seed from a man, mm-hmm. it therefore becomes a baby, a child, and we give birth. And so I believe that when I'm imparting that hope into women, that they internalize it. That's my prayer. That mm-hmm. they internalize it, that it becomes real, that it becomes alive, that it's something that will not let them sleep, that mm-hmm. the purpose will call to them constantly. Um, and when they answer that call, they in turn live their genius and live out their purpose. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as I interact with women and I help them and I speak to them, it's it's like um, that hope goes wherever they go, you know, mm-hmm. into all the world. 
And so, yeah, I, I give people or, or women hope that they can take and, and run with. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. That's, and we all need that. I think <laughs> I have to remember that a lot of people are still struggling with hope and yes. struggling um, depression and anxiety and stress and and sometimes the hope is just seems so far away. So to be able to offer that to them and to end the world, that's significant. It really, really is. Um, I know that I I talked I've through my life I've seen women who have lost hope, and that's the saddest thing to me. Yeah, um, it really, really is. And and I think one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about bringing out the best in women. And helping them to see their their genius and their brilliance is because I saw so many women who were downtrodden mm-hmm. and who didn't feel that they had a choice or a chance to be fully who they were because of what society said, what their family said, you know, all so many different things. Exactly. You know, exactly. But, those things, even in that, you know, those things get inside, and what do they do? They internalize it. They mull mm-hmm. it over, and it becomes mm-hmm. bigger. You know, it grows like a baby. Yes, it does. It affects everything in their lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I've seen many of them, um, their health just go down the tubes. Yes. And, you know, either get cancer or or you know extreme high blood pressure, mm-hmm. stro- just so many health issues. Yeah. And I know that as women, one of the things I've I've observed and I continue to say is our mind body connection is so strong yes, and yes. we, our body just reacts to everything that we're thinking and, and what we're feeling. And if we don't ever get to a point where we find joy and peace and true happiness, then our body kind of just either shuts down or rebels or mm-hmm. gets your attention some kind of way, yes. you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, but it is, it's phenomenal. But I appreciate you again, just for, you know, knowing what you're, the difference that you make and and putting yourself out there because it's easy to, <laughs> to you know, have a, a dream or a vision. But if you don't put it out there, then exactly. what's, you know, you're still insignificant so, and selfish. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit earlier about legacy. Yes. Um, You mentioned it when you were talking about your sons. So can you expand on that a little bit, you know, about the legacy you want to leave? Absolutely. To your sons or to the world? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, like I said earlier, definitely want to um, leave the entrepreneurial uh, legacy with them. Um, let them know that, again, employment is an option. It's not mm-hmm. the standard. It's, it's merely an option. Um, now, to the world, though, um, wow, the legacy that I want to leave, I want people to, when they think of me and, you know, the things that I will have accomplished by the time I leave this earth, I want them to primarily think of me as someone who served well, mm-hmm. um, someone who who poured out everything, I think, immediately about Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, and that, that was part of his message, die empty, Mm. die empty. And so that is the legacy that I want to leave, you know, not necessarily dying or or, or being 
concerned about dying old, but more concerned about dying empty. Now, of course, I want to live a long life. I, I intend. I got a lot mm-hmm. to do, Samantha. So yeah. I intend <laughs> yeah, right. to live a long life, but I also want to pour out and I want to die empty. I want people to be able to, again, say that their life is better mm-hmm. because I lived. That, that they have been empowered, they've been impacted, uh, they, they are greater than what they ever thought they could be because they had come in contact with me in some way, shape, or form that I have left an impression upon them to do and to move, to take that calculated risk, you know, mm-hmm. um, to stop talking about pain, quit talking about it. And do it, you know. You know, just get off the off the bench and get in the game. You know, yes. that's the thing. That's the legacy. I want to leave a legacy of courage. You know, tenacity. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, just you know, I I want people to to just come, you know, to the memorial service and say, listen, I started this business, I did this nonprofit, whatever it is. Like, like I want people not to just bring some flowers. But, you know, mm-hmm. bring your business plan. Say I started this because of Ebony, you know. Yes. Um, I had the guts because of Ebony. You know, that that's what I, yeah. Doggone it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm sure that's going to happen, you know, oh, yeah. hopefully years and years and years from now. But, yes. you know, because you've yes. got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I do. I do. So tell me about your next big project. What's going? What's coming up for you in 2015? Oh, wonderful. Um, oh, a lot of stuff. Okay, let me think of one big project. The biggest. Let me see. Um, okay, so so I am a part. I, I will be a published author in March. I am a part of a book project um, called The Fabulous New Life. It is sponsored by April Franks Hunt and Women Recharged. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited so excited about that. Um, my chapter in the book talks about the F word. Um, and, you know, I, I like to shock people, you know, so I mm-hmm. like the shock factor. Um, <laughs> so the F word that I'm talking about is failure. Um, and okay. so in that um, chapter, I detail um, the experience of having a failing business um, and all the lessons that I learned. I, I have been um a business owner since I was six. Um, okay. And that's not the example that I had in, in, in my mom or my grandparents. Um, my mom worked three jobs, you know, and went to school. She, and of course my grandparents, they got a monthly check. I didn't, you know, have that example. So I know mm-hmm. something, a desire and a drive that got placed inside of me. Um, so I had a lemonade stand when I was six. I sold uh, Kool-Aid ices when I was seven. You know, had my own little billboard made from cardboard on the tree right. in my grandmother's front yard. I, I, I um, uh, founded my first corporation when I was 12. Um, nice. It's always been in me. Um, but this particular uh, failure was very um, public. It mm-hmm. was... Um, it was major. It was major. Um, my husband and I uh, started a private Christian school in 2011. Um, and, you know, without 
uh, giving away, you know, the entire story. Because I want y'all to get sure. the book. But when I giving away the entire story, um, we were duped. Like, we got tricked into mm-hmm. um, buying uh, a business that – or a, a – a business that was inside of a location that was being foreclosed on. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we were the scapegoats for that. Um, but mm-hmm. the bottom line, and, and of course, that failure led to us being lied on in the city. I you know, went from being uh, a respected entrepreneur, educator, to being you know, this lying child abuser. And again, mm-hmm. I live in small town Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. so that, and then plus, I'm not originally from here so i'm already you know mm-hmm. um uh you know what i'm saying so all that all of those things that that one choice that i made out of timing without getting my next step specifics without proper planning mm-hmm. the filing for bankruptcy both our cars got repossessed our mm-hmm. homes foreclosed on my husband and I, I, I was convinced that we were headed to divorce court. Um, wow. He lost his federal job in the mm-hmm. interim, you know, a lot of stuff. But like I said, my one of my core messages is redefining failure. Um, mm-hmm. And what I learned primarily, again, not trying to go in depth, even though I feel like I'm going there anyway. But, <laughs> my, but the primary thing that I learned from that is that, Failure is an event, not a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And especially women, that that failure thing, man, if we aren't super woman, super mom, you know, super somebody, we feel like a failure. And we take that on the inside mm-hmm. and we begin to act it out. And based on our actions, we tell people how to treat us. Right. Exactly. And so, again... I, that was, um, wow, an experience that I will never forget. It is a process that I will never repeat. Mm-hmm. It's also an event that I made into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find um, the hand of God in it. And it was actually during that time, as a matter of fact, Samantha, that I realized that I was supposed to be doing this and not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we have to bump our head, you know, before we, well, I, in this case, I, I kind of split mine open. But we, oh, no. <laughs> we have to sometimes bump our head, you know, a few times before we mm-hmm. actually find out where our groove is and what our purpose is. And, and my job is, and what I help my clients do is kind of reduce that learning curve and we get straight to purpose discovery as opposed to kind of fishing and, you know, trying this and, you know, being a, a Jane of all trades and master of none. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, that's an exciting project. I mean, authoring, co-authoring a book is big. Yep. And I think, I mean, <laughs> Good, good. And and so we want to be sure that our listeners know when that book comes out. So how can they stay in touch with you once the this interview is over? Um, how can they do that? And, and do you have anything special for them? Absolutely. Well, um, the book launches March 20th. 
Okay. And so um, uh, you can look for that. I'll probably have, you know, all that back end stuff on my website ready so I can hit enter at midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be able to get it. But in the meantime, um, you can find me on my website. It's ebonytrust.com. That's ebony with one I, trust with two S's, no T. So it's E-B-O-N-I-T-R-U-S-S dot com and on my website you can learn all about me and what I do how, how um, I show up in the world how I seek to serve um, and also uh, I mentioned earlier that in, in my tribe we talk about purpose a lot and we talk about mm-hmm. uh, how maximize life you have to monetize your purpose um, and so I, I do have a free gift. So when you go to my website, you know, um, put in your name and email address. And I have my report there, the five things that really purposeful people refuse to do. If you're going to walk in, in purpose, if you're going to discover your purpose, there are some things that you have to just stop doing, just period. And then okay. so, you know, kind of as a, I guess, bit of a bonus um, I talk about uh, the one thing that you have to do now, like yesterday, in order mm-hmm. to maximize your purpose. And so it's um, a one-page report, quick read. It's a great read, but a quick read, mm-hmm. and um, it's yours for free. Awesome. That is amazing. I am going to have all of those links in the show notes when for this episode so that the re- the listeners can go and click away and get to know you on your website, get the free gift, and also be in touch with you for when your book comes out. Um, where else can they reach you online? Absolutely. So um, I'm, I have a Facebook uh, fan page, and I'm Ebony L. Trust on Facebook, on Twitter, I'm Ebony Trust. On um, Instagram, I am Ebony Trust. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I, I love social media. I love interacting. Um, I'm always on, especially if I'm reading something or I hear something fantastic or if I have a light bulb. Um, I love to share. Uh, I also, um, every, like maybe once a month, I do like um, free, like I'll post on social media, you know, hey, I'll do a revenue uh, a discovery session and inbox me. And you can also do those things uh, from my website as well, mm. a free consultation, a free revenue discovery session. Um, and I'm available to speak as well. That, uh, that's one thing that um, I really just kind of gung-ho about in uh, the new year is to, you know, just go out and speak. And so I, I'm also available to speak um, if you are looking for a speaker. So definitely social media. I love it. I love it. I love it. Great. Great. Again, we'll have those links on the sh- in the show notes for when this, for this episode. And I am, I just have one last question. And this is a question for specifically the audience and those women who are listening, who are seeking their brilliance, but not really sure how to find it. What would you tell them? What inspiration can you leave with us? Wow. Um, Everything that you need is already inside of you. Too many times we look on the outside. You know, we look to a spouse or a boyfriend or a job or our friends. 
in order to find out who we are. We depend on our titles. You know, if someone asks, you know, hey, Ebony, who are you? You know, like you run off, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, I'm a speaker, whatever. But outside of, of those titles, who are you? And oftentimes mm-hmm. we can't answer that question because we've looked outside of us for so long for that validation. But what mm-hmm. I want you guys to know is that it's on the inside of you. My favorite book, the Bible says that God has given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. And so what everything that you need is on the inside of you. What we have to do is get comfortable with ourselves. That's the mm-hmm. problem. We're very uncomfortable with us and and who we've been told that we are. It's time to write a new story about yourself based upon what's on the inside and not what's on the outside. That's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) it it really, really is. It's it's beautiful and it, it motivates me for sure to keep looking within to see where all of my beauty and brilliance lies and and it's very valuable. So I know that our listeners will consider every word you said. And I know that there are probably few that will run with it and, and truly start that introspection and and that deep dive into who am I and what do I offer the world? Why am I here? Kind of questions. So Ebony, I have Mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and I am excited about what's coming up for you in terms of the book and your other programs and projects and speaking engagements. I know 2015 is going to be a phenomenal year for you and I look forward to seeing all the brilliant, the brilliant and beautiful things that you do. So thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. And so, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Brilliant Beauties. This is Samantha Gregory, your hostess, and I am challenging you to look within and find your true source of brilliance and beauty. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Brilliant Beauties podcast with your host, Samantha Gregory. Please be sure to go to samanthagregory.com slash brilliant to get the show notes for today's guest. And we'll see you next time. Take care.